Yeah, we're, we're, we're going right now. Let's go. Okay, yeah. Fuck yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Oh shit, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing out there? This is Intergalactic Interviews, and this is episode 149. God damn. Now, for you out there who have just been watching, maybe in sequence, maybe in the future, you'll think, oh, what's the big issue? And 148, 149, here we are. Well, the big goddamn issue has been like three weeks of fucking around with audio, video, and shit that is just crazy. To the point that, like, we didn't know this was going to work until five seconds ago. It might not even be working right now. I don't even know. We've lost a few episodes. Should work. Are we sure they're lost? They could have just been, like, transported to another dimension. <laughs> and that's the only episodes they get. Yeah. They're like, where did these come from? Why is it starting at 149? Exactly. Why? Yo, Great question. See, that's what we should have done, is just started at 149. Everyone would be like, wow, this is a long-running show. You guys have been doing medium okay for yeah, a while. totally. And then people would ask about your premium, because they'd want those first 149 <laughs> episodes, and then you'd have, to, you'd have to make a fake backlog. Ladies and gentlemen, Theo is a monetized king, obviously, as he figured out already how to premium monetize our, Clearly, our podcast. Clearly, yeah. I'm a very, yeah, as you can tell by the way I'm dressed... Not a shabby dresser, so obviously I know what I'm doing money-wise. You're looking very, very sharp, my friend. I've got a hole in my toque, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who may or not know who the fuck uh, we are, uh, my always uh, compatriots on the video board, the audio board, is Chris Martin, C-Mart. And uh, I, of course, am Jamie McDonald, a.k.a. MD of the Boomsday Alliance. And across from me today is our good friend, longtime friend, so glad to have you return back to the show, Theo Franco. Theo Franco. Should I announce your AKAs? Yeah, you have so many. Yeah, sure, why not? I'm you, a man of a million monikers. That's it. Yeah. I would like, I'll, I'll say one of the most popular ones, which is uh, Ravenous Randy <sighs> Myers, obviously. Yeah, that's me. Um, sir, your, your background, uh, clearly, uh, as a performer, is, is pretty strong. I, I think your wrestling background, uh, your improv background, uh, just, just stage in general, the the grand stage of it all, the, the grand life. stage that is life. Yes, indeed, it's you're deep. doing very well. You, you're an actor. You've been featured in, in films. Of, um, I think the last time we had you on, we were actually talking about said film. Yeah, I think we we're talking about Weirdo Hero. Last That's time right. Yeah, there. yeah, for sure. That's a long time ago. Uh, it, it's been it's been a while, but like, I'm so glad to have you back on the Thank show. You. Yeah, yeah. I I think you know. Because we know each other a bit. It's true. It's true. We, you know, we don't have to make this so formal. It doesn't have to be what's your favorite color and all that. It is a neon green. That's why I did behind you just now. Can you see the tealish neon green? Are you well, I can. I can see that. That's nice. It matches your hair, actually. Ooh, right now. thank you. Does it, it bring up my eyes at all? It does bring out the people. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's all we want, you know? We want to make the people happy. That's good. Um, Chris Martin, are you doing okay? Chris, yeah, Chris Martin okay. is yeah. currently in the throes. Well, of... I'm, I'm trying to get used to the current setup, so I'm just kind of like oh, uh, settling in. Are oh, the transitions all good? Look at that. He's switching back and forth, nice, like a, nice. Like, like a that. fella. Yeah. Uh, there's been so much going on, and we haven't been able to do any podcast for like three weeks. Ugh. So it's someone taking your tongue away, dude. Especially because we're we are like ramping momentum. We're like, here we go, 150 coming Ooh. up, and then we're just like, okay, of course. Yeah, but we wanted to respect the bookings we already had. Oh, yeah. So when I reached that. out, I was like, can you please do this? Thank you for being so accommodating. I know oh, you yeah, no were supposed to do this last night. Yeah, that, that's okay, though. You know? Roll with the punches, as they say. Your, uh, your introduction to me was uh, how we met on the podcast. You were in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but were you always doing improv? Because now I, I, I'm starting to learn in the past year, especially, like how deep you are in that scene. 
Well, I've been doing improv, geez, I think it's almost, oops, I think my first show was about three years ago. I got invited out to do an improv with another wrestler as like special guests. Right. We did. Um, Who, who's the wrestler? It was Scotty Mack. Scotty Mack? Yeah, so me and Scotty went out and or Scotty came to me and he asked me if I'd be interested in taking part in this, uh, <clears throat> being celebrities or local celebrities at the, at the Cafe du Soleil. Yes. For the fictional show. Yes. I told him I'd love to do that. So fictional, yeah, excellent, they're excellent great, group, yeah. and that's where I crossed paths with a guy named Graham Myers, who runs Second Story Theater out oh. in Poco, Port Coquitlam. Wow! And we hit it off right away. That first night, I was on stage, and he was—we were doing a ballet scene, and he was picking me up and spinning me around and twirling me like a, like <laughs> a prom, like it was prom, and <laughs> it was great. A, so we like hit it off right away, you know. Yeah. And then he he told me that he'd be interested in having me come out to like guest at his shows, mm-hmm. and so I started doing that. And then from there, I felt started feeling guilty that I was getting on these shows without paying my dues. Ah, so I decided I was going to take the classes. So that's a pretty noble approach. Well, I thought so. Improv is always something I've had a lot of respect for. Mm. I used to go to shows when I was young in Calgary. There's a Loose Moose Theater, which is a big improv school out in. Sorry, oh. I'm just going to move this. Only because I think we were originally sitting there. There, you go. there we go. Good? Yeah, no, it's perfect. Uh, so there's a big improv place out in Calgary called, which is where I'm from, called Loose Moose Theater. And I used to go there as a child all the time. And my story on wrestling actually stems back to I was always a drama nerd growing up. Mm-hmm. And like, so I was kind of following that path all along, taking myself to auditions as a kid, and like uh, doing volunteer work for different theaters and stuff like that. I would always be in the school plays. I was always in like the drama field going up through school. Mm-hmm. And then when we got to Pratt Falls, uh, they were teaching us like how to fall, how to make it look like, how to take falls on stage. Right, yeah. And I was so in love with wrestling that I was so excited about these Pratt falls coming up. I'm like, they're <laughs> going to teach me how to bump like the wrestlers I see on TV, exactly. like my heroes. Yeah. And then when they showed it to me and it wasn't the same thing and it felt like very phony, uh, I was not a fan of it at all. So I just started throwing myself down as hard as I could on the stage, doing it like a wrestlers did yeah. it. And I refused to do the like, pratfalls that I was being taught, which in hindsight, you should be teaching 15-year-old kids how to land safely. Yeah, of course. But I was not worried about that at all. I wanted to make it look cool and badass, so <laughs> I ended up getting kicked out of drama class for that. Falling too hard. Falling too hard, yeah. Wow. Exactly. It's an unusual, uh, like, dismissal. Uh, I think so, you know, but I was like, I was like causing danger and stuff like that. Okay. I was doing it at performances and just, stuff like that in front of the enough. school. Just and picture Theo just like... Like, what do you mean I had to fall a certain way? Yeah, no. And then just like, <laughs> I want to be like through some drywall. Yeah, exactly. Just like, you can't, your neck is maybe broken. Yeah, I wasn't worried about it at all. I was jumping off school chairs. I remember like yeah. taking a swanton off of a top of a piano and like being yeah. suplexed into garbage cans, all this silly, and this is, stupid stuff. By the way, this is, well, first of all, who's directing it? Why is there so much damage being yeah. caused? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and this is, by the way, this is 1990s school board insurance. So it would have been like just 30 bucks. Just 30 bucks. Yeah, 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 right? no. <laughs> so that was the thing. And then I got kicked out of drama class. I went home, told my mom the story. And she's like, well, now what are you going to do with yourself? And she, I'm like, well, I thought there's two options. I could either go to improv school right. or I could go to wrestling school. Right. Because there are two things I'd always been very interested in. I went to improv school. Everyone was like 30, 35 plus. I went to wrestling school. Everyone was 15 to 18. I'm like, oh, so I do wrestling first. And then later on, I can do the improv. That's interesting. So uh, letting the existing demographic essentially dictate your your path towards them. Right? Totally. Well, I realized like, I'm like, I can't be starting wrestling when I'm 35, but I can be starting improv when I'm in my early 30s. Have there been uh, wrestlers of note that have started in their late 30s? 
There are a couple, but not many. Like, like DDP, DDP, right? DDP, the first one that comes to mind. Batista started quite late. Batista? Yeah. But I mean, like, the frame on the guy. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. he, like, he obviously didn't start working out in his late 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that. What's this? Dumbbell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's weird. I'm taking to this quite nicely. <laughs> totally, right? Yeah. I, I, I've always said that, like, Diamond Dallas Page is uh, obviously an outlier in, in that he's, like, such a... Like that, that's such a, an amazing story to 100%. start late like that, right? Um, but especially now, his like his, his totally like he's just redesigned his whole life. Like, he did it again, he started another career even later in life. And his part, it's arguable to say that he didn't go further in that with like the DDP yoga and yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah, like he's on Ellen, yeah, he's, he's unstoppable. Doing, that. Ellen, he's doing Ellen and uh, uh, his involvement in uh, Scott Hall and uh, uh, Mick. Uh, sorry, not uh, sorry. Scott Hall. Oh, and, and uh, Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake's yeah. uh, documentary. That seeing that, and you're just like, whoa! Like, like I just see this whole other side. Totally. Of him. You know, like, like, like I love that. I thought I, that was really. Cool. I've only ever heard really good things about him too. And actually, I was fortunate enough one time when I went, uh, drove a, a buddy down to a rest to a wrestling school down in the states. Um, it was to Deep South, which was affiliated with WWE at the time. They had Diamond Dallas Page come in as a coach that day. Wow. And this was right before he got into the yoga stuff. So he was like testing it out on the class. So he had all the wrestlers gather around and do this yoga. And this was before. Whoa, to do the session. Yeah. And it was like, the, it wasn't the top WWE guys. It was guys one step below like the Farm League. So it was like OVW? It was, called, it was called FCW. Or FC- no, so it was Deep South Wrestling at that Deep time. South. They've okay. gone through so many of those different farm yeah. names over the, now they finally settled. But... Uh, yeah, so the guys that were down there at the time, it was like the Funkasaurus was down there. Zack Ryder was there. Uh, there was like a handful of guys. I think Kofi Kingston was still there. Mm. Uh, so it was kind of like those guys coming up, and they brought in Diamond Ellis Page, and he wasn't known for the yoga at this point. No. So uh, you could hear the wrestlers rolling their eyes. It must have been a huge shock to see like the diamond cutter come out. You know, exactly. So you do downward dog. Exactly. 100% what yeah. it was. And then afterwards, he asked if we had any questions. I was an idiot and a mark, and I asked him about being in Devil's Rejects because he was in the Devil's Rejects. Yeah, well, that's a great Rob Zombie film. Exactly. So I thought, you know, this is the appropriate time. <laughs> Just get that out there right yeah. now. It's like, well, hey, of course. What about you... that movie you did? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Theo, it sounds like you used your time efficiently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. We got wrestling and we got yoga. Now it's time to talk Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah. what, what was his response when he looked at you? He just looked at me and like said, yeah, that was a great role. And then that was it. <laughs> what else was I expecting him to say? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you still have the casting agent's number? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's pretty good. Okay, let me ask this, though. Um, do you remember kind of what he ran through? Like, I know you were driving someone down that day, but like... It was, well, it was actually like, so... Uh, it was like a five-day journey. So we started in Calgary, and we drove all the way down to the States to drop off my buddy at his like first day of yeah. WWE. Who is this? Uh, Tyson Kidd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's who, yeah. I don't know. You're just, yeah. All right, Theo. Just that. That's you know what. This is what I love about Theo. He's just just talking about Tyson Kidd. Yeah, Paris the lead. Just not a big fucking deal. Just yeah. just Tyson. Kidd. Yeah. Just, sorry, I don't mean just. He's the, my mentor and one of my closest friends. Fucking the Tyson. Yes. Kidd. Okay. Great. Okay. One of the greatest workers of all time. All time. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're driving him down there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we're driving down there, and I think it was mostly it was mostly breathing techniques and stuff we learned from DDP. But it was a five day journey where we were staying in these terrible motels on the way down. I remember one time it was like midnight or creeping around midnight. We hadn't eaten in forever. We were in some small town. Right. And we just saw like food this way. So we followed the sign and there was another, the signs kept getting more and more decrepit. Food this way, another mm. mile. Food this way, another <laughs> half mile, right? It leads us to a trailer park. We're like, okay, 
there's like a half burnt out neon sign on top of this trailer that says food. It's a double wide. So that's like a two trailers. And I don't even know if it was like at a real double wide or if it was like two trailers kind of strapped, together. strapped together. Exactly. Yeah. Some bungee cord and bubble gum. But I go in there and they're like, well, it's a little late now. But what I could do is I could sell you a sandwich from my refrigerator. So she, I got Hard no, hard no from me. I got a roast beef sandwich from a lady's refrigerator with a handful of chips on the side. And that's what we had. And and yeah, I eventually vomited. Oh yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the bathroom that only had a curtain for a door. So you've got to like private. Yeah, I've got to like act like I'm not throwing up this meal that she just took for me from the (laughs) so. You're like, I throw it. it was delicious. I'm going to throw up when it totally is unrelated. Exactly. This has nothing to do with that. I'm holding the meal in a separate stomach like a cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great that's, journey. That's, uh, that's good. I, I, think, I think one of the coolest things about the wrestling community is just how, uh, like, just how, how tight people seem to uh, forge these relationships, these bonds. Are, are True, just, yeah. It's like, you know, people use metaphors like being in the trenches together and things like that. But it's like, you just... You're under this intense pressure, but you're unable to really relate that to anyone other than someone who's doing it. hundred percent, yeah. right? Like, it's very unique in that regard. You know? Putting also the intimacy of like putting your life in another person's hands, your safety in their hands, That's and a huge trusting deal. them. It is like this weird mm. bond of intimacy. Like I've had like some guys that I haven't liked at all, like just personally, and then had some matches with them that were like drag out, beat down, slobber knockers, if you yeah. will. And then afterwards, we just had this weird bond where we just like, ha, I don't it's even weird. know how to describe it any other way. It's like it's just weird. shy of fucking. Right? Because yeah. it's, it's like you put everything aside for a higher purpose, the, yeah. the entertainment. Exactly. The Which is weird. It's like putting our disagreement aside so we can fight for entertainment purposes. Weird, right? You know? Like, yeah. It's a so weird it's, dynamic. It's very bizarre. Every time I try to explain to my fiance <laughs> <laughs> why, why, I like, why I like it. Is I, I'm trying to I'm trying to tell her like the mere dynamics of what's taking place. I'm like I'm like yes, what you see presented is this. I'm like, but this is what's really happening. Exactly. And I was like, and I'm actually watching how they deal with that in a professional setting. Totally. I, I told them I was like, if you could have someone know all the dirt at your workplace all the time, like who's sleeping with who, yeah. who who's being held back by the boss, and who's being you know pumped up and all that. I'm like, if you knew that about your workplace. And then someone like actually filmed it and, and then presented it as like a totally different sanitized product. Wow, yeah. That's basically what it is. And I was like, when you're young, you're, you're buying in and it's kayfabe and you're totally like, yeah. you just saw that. And then like a part of that never goes away. And then you watch it as the absolute spectacle that it is. It's just like this, this entertainment monster that's live for the most part. Yeah. And, and you just, it's, you're either there or you're not and you like catch it. And if you watch it on tapes and stuff like that, it's like you watch it for different things. You're like, Oh, what? Look at this. Like exactly. you watch it for technique and different things, but it's, it's just, yeah, it's like this whole different thing. I always challenge people though. I'm like, I'm like, I dare you to have a drink and go to a show <laughs> and just not have a good time. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. There's nothing like live wrestling show. You know, there's no way, other place where the fans can be as free as that. Like improv is a great place where the fans can be interactive with the show, but there's a time and a place. If you're shouting right. things out the whole show, you're going to get kicked out or asked to leave. If you're heckling at a stand-up show, you're going to get in trouble. There's no way that you're actually interacting with the band very few times if you're yelling from the audience and mm-hmm. a million-seat arena. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not actually interacting with these people. With wrestling, it's like you actually 
making this connection with the, totally. with the performer and they're playing back to you and it's all part of it. So yeah. we couldn't do it without the fans and the fans, yeah, it's are so, amazing. I don't just know, I think that'd be a weird wrestling like, match, just no audience. They've done that a couple really? times and oh, it's okay. really hard. And they're things called like, Lights Down or something, right? Yeah, yeah. and then there's like empty yeah. arena matches. There was yeah. the one that Mick Foley and the Raw had. Yeah. There's no one there? Yeah, they, it's like they, they're allegedly like un- 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 unsanctioned. Yeah. Like, so oh, like, okay. like the, we wash our hands of this, essentially. I guess that's yeah. what they do with the, uh, like the, the, the footage of like the behind the scenes thing. Yeah. There's the, no audience there. That was an old uh, Carney term I threw out the lights down. Ooh. The lights the other thing. I read that in the Mick Foley book oh, once. Maybe. Uh, no, but like the the idea that like the unsanctioned match. Totally. No crowd. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing because you're watching like especially really vocal performers, right? Yep. Like, yeah, like, like ah, ah, well like, ah. like I said that Mick Foley <laughs> the rock at yeah. halftime. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one's yeah. Uh, or there was uh, Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk. Another two very vocal performers. Absolutely. And, so like, ah, wah, 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 and that's yeah. all you're hearing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever watched those before, Seymour? Uh, not those particular ones, I don't think. I've seen like a lot of like the backroom stuff, again, where they're just kind of, you know, a... like they're battling through some space. Yeah, totally. And they're kind of yeah. fighting in like... The locker rooms Yeah, exactly. You're like, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. Do you wanna... but it's like, it's kind of, there's no audience. So it must be a different performance in that way. 100%. Right? Things yeah. hurt so much more when there's no audience. <laughs> there's now. no one to like take it with you. Exactly. <laughs> search, uh, search. The ca- cameraman doesn't give a fuck. Search uh, Cactus Jack and Mick Foley. Uh, it'd be like an In Your House or something like that. I, I can't remember the, the fucking name. Cactus Jack versus Mick Foley. It'd be really hard to do rock. that. Did I just say Catch Jack versus McFoley? Yeah, I think it's Mankind versus The Rock at halftime. Is that what we're looking for? I was trying to... I was we'll just do Cactus Jack halftime. Yeah. Jesus, did I just ever... Yeah, you did. Mark do you even know like wrestling? Uh, so have you heard of the worldwide wrestling... Put on Dwayne Johnson versus The Rock. That's my favorite match. No. The Rock versus Mankind empty arena match. That'd be it. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, that's put that, put that on right. Here. That's the ticket. I was gonna say Chainsaw Charlie versus uh, uh, Cactus Jack. That's what I was thinking when we were talking about Terry Funk. That's why. Indeed. So look at this halftime heat. Now this was how, what was the story behind this? Do you remember this one? Can you I, see this right now? Yeah, yeah, I can. I just don't. I don't remember exactly how they worked their way into this. I think they were just looking for some way to <laughs> to have something on during half. They had that. Oh. They had Sunday Night Heat which was going to be running at the same time as the Super Bowl. So they wanted to put have some reason for you to tune into Sunday Night Heat at the halftime point. So they what decided to put this match on. Fucking Vince is so... Uh, this is, <laughs> I bet you it wasn't even... Just like an idea, like, what if we just filmed it when no one was there? They're like, no, this is that's like, dumb. They're like, no, that's pretty good, honestly, actually. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, actually, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. So they, they were filming Heat at the time. The championship? Before. Yeah, it was the championship, yeah. <laughs> That's what. That's another thing too. It's for the title, yeah. which is this is what's so good. The, okay, <laughs> they have a walkout. Uh, yeah, because it matters. Yeah, it does. <laughs> By the way, is, is Vinny uh, walking out with the Rock right oh, now? Shane, like, maybe. God. Okay, is it Shane or I don't so? Know. So basically, this is the Rock. <laughs> no, it is. Vin- oh, it is. Oh, Vince actually came out for the lights down. Look at this. Okay, no, is he gonna announce it? Uh, I don't think Vince is going to announce it. But he looks like he's about to. Oh, he! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, maybe he did do come. I can't remember that. Okay, so <laughs> so he's talking. Okay, so uh, Vinnie Mac it oh, puts yeah, on for the headset. The audio listeners. That's right. Vinnie Mac puts on the headset. Mankind and Rock are squaring off in the in the ring right now. No one's there. Lights are up. Light. There's no one in the arena, but the lights are up, and there's no one there. It keeps saying halftime heat. 
uh, halftime challenge. Yeah, they did so, the walkouts. So The Rock is uh, this is a pretty interesting match. Now I want to say what, what's really interesting about this is they <laughs> business wise, and, and Theo, you can obviously comment on this one, jump in whatever. But like, totally. but business wise, they would not just give this one away for free. This is like a, a big match at the time. Totally, hundred percent. So, so for them to do this, this is really like, like you said, like they knew the eyeballs were going to tune in for this for the like from the Super Bowl to this. Like, this they, is their idea of having their Super Bowl commercial, big I mean, time. This is having I their see. eyes on them. So filming smart. like a, it almost feels like just emotionally with no audio and no like buy-in in terms <laughs> of what's going on. It feels like watching like a hockey team warm up. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah you know what I mean? You're kind of yeah. there. They're just kind of fucking around. They're shooting pucks around. Helmets off. They're yeah. doing their stuff. But well, you see this. So they're kind of going back and forth here. But the audio on this is is it sounds weird. I, I, we can't play really right now because we might no. lose some shit. But like the uh, the audio is just like Theo was saying. Like it's just like blah 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 yeah And then the Rock just like talking smack, basically just like Rudy Pooh. One of my favorite things about the it's also 19 minutes. Oh my god! Just, oh, we don't have to watch the whole thing. No, I know. Like, oh, it goes into the back. Hold on, let's just skip ahead here. Look oh at yeah, this. yeah. There's a couple great things. About <laughs> hold this. on, what happened here? There's a popcorn. Oh yeah. So at one point, The Rock unscrews. What is this? Oh, Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels? <laughs> Drinks a bunch of Jack Daniels, <laughs> and then Mick Foley, Mankind smacks him. We're in the him. kitchen, by the way, in the back. Because that's exactly what you want to do in the middle of the any plates, athletic contest: plates. is drink yeah. some Jack Daniels. Just in the uh, middle of it. The Rock doesn't care. The Rock. Has tons of whiskey in his blood, his veins. <laughs> the uh, popcorn bag. That was a little bit stone cold, but we'll yeah. take it. That popcorn bag. That's a good, that's a clever, that's this, ridiculous. This bit here is pretty funny because this spot is I like, like that the rock's just like, ah, oh, just like actually getting hurt by the bag. One of my favorite things about the rock <laughs> and the way that he sells moves is he'll, a lot of the time, do a half swear. And that's something that I really try and ingrain in my students. So he'll like look like he's about to swear, like the move hurts so much mm. that he's about to swear on live television, but he realizes where he is uh, halfway through the swear and cuts it so off. So you feel it though. Exactly. Like, so like, like can... a motherfucker. Mm. Holy shit. Mm. Oh, really? Like, yeah, and it's so guttural, right? And if you feel that, because you know we've all hurt ourselves and thrown out. Did you just get hurt now? Because I was. That was believable. That was ex- very good self. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, have, <laughs> I have a hemorrhoid that actually I was leaning on for a little <laughs> wow. bit there. Yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I felt it. That was good. Good, good. Yeah, I wanted you to feel my hemorrhoid. Yeah, <laughs> like a donut pillow. That's fine. Uh, that was rad. I like fucking when we can just put on stuff and just that's great. Like immediately react to it. Like I love that shit. That's like kind of what I've missed the last three weeks. There it's fucking go. weird not being able to do the show. I imagine so. It would be like taking part of your soul away. How often do you like? How often do you train? Work out? I work. I try to work out every day, but then every day. Yeah, I try to. In a perfect world, a perfect week, I'll work out every day. But like normally, I'm at least hitting it five days a week. Fuck. Yeah. We still good on audio? I'm so oh, yeah. concerned. No, over you're here. good. I'm so concerned. This is about the the point last show where we recorded where I was like, "This is the best. I'm having the best time." And then. <laughs> yeah, basically, and then it just no, it no. just it, it, everything. Fell I will apart. take away yeah. your best time. Yeah, it was it was strange like that. But um, I have to, I, I'd be remiss right now if I didn't bring up the fact that uh, you're a very active member of the Radical. Yeah, this is true. This uh, is very true. The Radical is uh, an, an amazing improv group here. Friends in of the show. Friends of the show. That's that, true. Very, uh, very good friends. Select of the show. members have done the show uh, previous to your return today. Yeah, and I don't believe you were a member. Uh, the last time we had you on a podcast, or no, any it was not. Of, no, right? no, no. The radical was not even in existence. It was right? just a sperm in a scrotum at that point. Exactly. 
So before it ejaculated out into yeah. the, the... Ooh, that's disgusting. Is that, how that, is that how that happened? Or do you think it was just an idea that someone had? No, yeah, it's more, more oh, likely. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah I just was true. trying to clarify. Yeah. No, it was dirty. It was oh. dirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, like how did, you, how did you and Greg meet? We met through Second Story Theater, actually. Greg did a, some wrestling in the past as well, but our paths never crossed on those fronts. He was a wrestling manager for a long time and did some stuff out here. And then, but he... Knew me through Second Story, and then we kind of hit it off there. Mm-hmm. And then when he was looking for people to start an improv group with, he gave me a shout-out. And this is actually the second incarnation of the Radicals. So there was one a couple years ago that kind of didn't pan out as well. Or, you know, just kind of things didn't turn out. And the now... Beta. Yeah, exactly. We came back. We yeah. came back. He brought me back. He brought Taizo back. So there's a couple, a new, there's a couple of cast members returning. And then, yeah, so that's... You guys are great. I, I, I love watching The Radical. You guys are like, you know what? Uh, I was saying this to someone the other day. It's the most consistent show I oh, think well, I can bring someone to right awesome. now. Awesome. I appreciate yeah. that. I, I, can, I can bring someone to it and be like, oh, you're going to have a fucking great time. This is awesome. like so good. It's so fun. And you guys are so, I don't know, it's approachable. It's like a very, That's um, very true. which is great, which, which is amazing about the improv community. I, I'm finding more and more the more we have, you know, the interactions with people and having them on the show. I'm learning more and more that it's like, I, I guess like when you think stage, any kind of theater yeah. craft, you always think it's like the curtain up, curtain down on a, like this hard line thing. Anything. For but sure. it's like, it's like you guys are hanging in the crowd. You guys are like chatting and exactly, it's, it's yeah. this very like a uh, light switch. Like, Oh, we're on. Yeah. That's what it has to be, yeah. which is one of the things we have to, the muscle we really have to work in improv too, is just being able to turn that on so fast in any sort of performance, right? Where you need to go from, mm-hmm. From talking to people in the audience to being a performer, just like yeah. that, right? What like, about you? Has it always been on? Do you, you always natural? Like, yeah, I've always been like, I've always like, I don't know. Yeah, I've always been an entertainer. I've yeah. always craved attention. I've always been a little bit yeah. of like, I've always been that guy. I've always been the guy in class making taking hits a too hard, big ass. Yeah, exactly. Falling <laughs> down, making yeah, bumping <laughs> in the middle of drama class, and yeah, I was always that guy. Uh, so it's always been natural for me. Is, would you say it's maybe even been the opposite, where like instead of having to learn to turn it on? to like actually learning to turn it off for sure for yeah. sure there's been many points in my life where people have told me that i've got too much energy or i'm too hyperactive or all these different things <laughs> which i don't i don't even that doesn't even make sense to me because more people always learn about how they want to like there's a million energy drinks out there there's all these different ways of course there's different ways to, to do increase, stress yeah you know but but to increase this energy we want this energy energy is like right. a great thing so i don't know why we're like hammering it into kids heads into everyone's heads that, that having too much energy is a bad it's thing it's strange it's so strange but jealousy i say i i think you're not far off the ketamine mark. solves that I think right? <laughs> yeah. nice, nice K-hole. Like, uh, I think you're. I think you're not far off the mark, though. I think you're pretty on point with talking about the jealousy thing. I think there's an envy that comes with people that naturally take to certain energy levels. The, the reason I say this is because when I was when I was growing up, the most common comment that followed me around feedback was. Jimmy talks a lot. Mm, yeah. Jimmy talks a lot and distracts people around him and stuff. And I'm like, and like, look at this. Now we're doing the show. And exactly. It makes fucking sense. I'm like, how do you do that effectively? Like, okay, well, maybe maybe it should be a show. Maybe it should be like uh, used and harnessed in a way that like you know develops the next thing, etc. So to speak. No, for um, sure. We all have gifts, and we need to just like nurture those gifts and yeah. find out what can come from them. They're all like little seeds, right? Right. We want to grow from them until they're nurtured. But when people tell you stuff like that, though, and they're like, hey. Uh, uh, you have too much energy. You need to ratchet down. You know, you need to you need to buckle down, relax, and, and not not bring that to me. It's like that just screams the insecurity 
for sure. of that person to me. It's just, I'm like, wait a minute, why? Why is it too? Like, I can see if like depends on the context. Yeah. Okay. Like, like I can see if you're breaking you're a really stuff. Really hyperactive, like pilot. You're like, dude, I need you to just chill out <laughs> as a pilot, a tiny bit. Yeah. Like you're just, I need you to focus on this plane and flying it. Well, even like, 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 like as a hyperactive a, pilot, like they, they're all like, uh, we're coming over to Los Angeles. No, but I'll, I mean, to your left, in my experience, you pilots, if I've met like pilots in general, they're a little unhinged. I've, but they're not yeah, hyperactive. I've met, few, I've met a few pilots and they always seem like they're like one bad day away. That's <laughs> this is like, welcome to know, pirate like, bashing <laughs> podcast. No, you guys, I think that I think it bashing pilots, it, yeah, it comes in the sense of like. Yo, are you pilot bashing right now? <laughs> PB. You uh, <laughs> pilot shaming? Um, but I think there's time to like be okay with saying, "Hey, no, of course, you gotta ratchet it back." I think so, but, but again, I think, I, I think I agree with you. But in I, this context, so I, I think yeah, like exactly. you know, like say like a teacher pulls Theo aside, a young Theo, a young mm-hmm. whippersnapper, a precocious, Theo. yeah, exactly, <laughs> rambunctious little one, and says, "Listen, Theo, your uh, your attitude and your energy." are not matching today. And I really, I, what I need you to do is make the other kids look good for once, okay? And just, just you know, something like that. <laughs> right? Like yeah. some teacher says something like yeah, that to you. What are you saying to me? Teach, get out of my face. You got to just, and like as a child, you, you don't have the emotional maturity to be mm-hmm. like, actually, that seems like a projection. And maybe you don't have the energy at the end of the day or something. But Said I'm just no seven-year-old old ever. Yeah. Could you imagine that? That would be more. You don't <laughs> have the energy. Like, wow. <laughs> I already hate that kid's parents so much. Yeah. You're projecting. It's like, actually, it's very young in of you to. Uh, you're just like, what the fuck? Starts, yeah, exactly. Uh, breaks it down. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what was that like? You're like, well, first of all, that was a hypothetical you presented me. Yeah. That didn't yeah. actually. <laughs> but, no, that, that was a lot like what it was like. I did have to be like. I, like I remember actually shaking the screws out of my desk because I'd be shaking in the desk so hard all okay, day this, that they would. This matches the context shake. that Seymart was just saying. That might be a little yeah. much. That like, might be a little much. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know what? Maybe the desk needs its screws. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I just was like, that was how much energy I had, and until I found an outlet within wrestling, mm. it was always burning inside me so much. I was never like I said, I was a drama kid and stuff like that. I was always very heady, like in my head yeah. and like artsy and stuff like that. So I was never getting the energy I had out. I, through the activities that I was doing. I never wanted to be part of sports or anything like yeah, that. I was, was going to ask, did you have, were you part of or, uh, organized sports or anything? No, like the that? idea of like competitiveness was really hard on me as a kid. Mm, I was enough. really like, I, I wanted to win. I had this drive to win and I was a horrible winner and a horrible loser. And it hit me when I was about seven years old that no one wanted to really play with me anymore because mm. of that mentality. So I turned that light switch off. Like, I went into my body and I was like, nope, I'm not, like, I don't want this anymore. It's mm-hmm. not helping me. Mm-hmm. So I turned off the idea of being competitive, which took away my interest in all sports. Yeah, fair enough. Um, because I didn't want to win. I didn't want to lose. And I just saw it as, like, a competition where someone's going to feel bad at the end. Yeah. Someone's ego is yeah, stroked is for a, some. It is a test on some level. Yeah, and I just felt like, and I still to this day hold that kind of, like, competitiveness. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm not... I don't know. I think that we're looked at as not driven if we're not super competitive in like in this life. Some in some ways, you know what I mean. But you are competitive. I am competitive against myself. Yeah. You know. But do I mean? you ever find like uh, if you ever play like a board game, suddenly it creeps up again, and you find yourself like getting. That's why. Yeah, I try not to. Play. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't play board games oh, okay, often, yeah, but sure, again, yeah. like I have felt it, and I don't. I, wrestling has helped so much for that nice. because. 
I don't, I don't care, kayfabe or whatever. We know, we know it's scripted. It's scripted. It's a way, it doesn't matter. I, I see. I don't so the, care whether I win or lose. It. Okay, that's pretty I cool. I don't care. I'm half the time. If I'm going to go to the bat and argue over a finish, it's whether it's them wanting me to win, and I'm like, no, it makes more sense for me to lose in yeah. this case. I'll fight for that way more often than I'll fight to win. I've never fought that. That is very interesting, actually. The way the, the way those two points mm-hmm. connect the fact that like you turned off competitiveness at a young age and now you're in this like you're in this f- form of entertainment where that like is almost you know not eliminated yeah like yeah that's the good yeah thank you eliminated is much better i was gonna say meaningless which is not true at all yeah, so it's very no, yeah of course yeah. wins and losses still very much do matter it does course, yeah. perception right? is still very there but like the the nobility though of where you're like constantly putting people over is that- is like you know that's huge, man. That's like you know. Just to me, that seems more. I, don't, I get you get so much more of a of a thrill out of that. Mm-hmm. To me, it feels so good to do something like that, yeah. as opposed to like the like show offiness of trying to want to win or anything like that. It's just not really ever been my jam to do that kind of stuff. I try to explain to people. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. You see the guy that's like at the top, quote unquote, and I try to explain to them. I'm like. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. They might be pushed by management as like the top guy. I'm like, but do you realize to be there, they have to have the respect and give the respect to everyone that puts them over to get there. I'm like, I'm like, they have to beat and defeat people all the way there, all the yep. way up. I'm like, like you said earlier, Theo, the you're putting your life in this person's hands and vice versa. Like, if if they were really the best, so to speak, you know, it's like they they wouldn't have any care about that kind of thing but exactly. it, it's it's your ability to work it's your ability to you know the effect of be effective exactly yeah. and work together it's yeah. all about that is creating something which is together. weird connecting that point back to where you're like i had no desire to do like team sports or nothing like yeah. that but here you are as an individual working yeah, at the place, team like, is not the problem evidently no yeah right? no no, no, like, it's, no. It's, the team is positive i yeah. love i love working with people i love the encouragement we can get from yeah. each other I just I, I think of it this way like life is like a masturbation contest you should only worry about beating yourself <laughs> don't look at the person next to you because that's not going to help you get to the end goal and that t-shirt is available now t-shirt. <laughs> pro wrestling tees yeah. uh, the I, I like that by the way. Yeah. I, I like I like though the idea that like you know these like pillars from your ch- childhood essentially were with like competitiveness mm-hmm. and then uh, individuality and, and it's, all, it's all just come to light and, and like in your career like sure, you did, yeah. like that that's so cool man I've, yeah i've definitely held on to the things uh, uh i think that's kind of what makes me me is that i held on to these things from childhood so strongly um things that i've wanted to be in these dreams i've had and i've really like i've been fortunate enough to live the life where they haven't been taken off the table for me yeah i mean i've had supportive friends i've had supportive family around me that has helped me and encouraged me to live my dreams and mm-hmm. take every shot and that's led to a pretty rad life you're you're Fairly healthy, right? You have like, uh, I mean, totally, totally healthy, right? Yeah. I, I, you know, you just you hear war stories about like, you know, for sure, banged up this and that. And Sometimes just... I miss fifteen when I'm counting, honestly, and that freaks me out. I'll be counting to twenty. Is that like a lucky number thing? Yeah, I don't know. And I'll mean? just, what do you mean? Like, I'll like be count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, sixteen, and I just totally miss fifteen. Whoa, yeah. What's that? I don't know. That could be. Yeah, that could be. What's that? Yeah, it could be weird elevators. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> I, it could be like a too many hits to the head thing. I think it just sounds when I'm saying it in my head. I'm like, that's too many teens. I've got to get to the end. I don't know. Just done with the teens. Yeah, that's done. really creepy. Yeah, right. I know. So I don't like that. 
But other than that, I'm good. <laughs> 15. Red flag. That's a red flag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my kid's going to drive one year earlier. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Illegally, but yeah, they won't drive. <laughs> 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 Fuck. I'm stealing that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. I like that. Um, have you actually been, uh, you've been trying your hand at stand-up? Yeah, I took, well, I just took like four classes and it ended up only being two because I got called into work, which Oh, I thought you were gonna. I honestly thought you were gonna say that you were taking the hits too hard on oh, stage. Like no, like, no, oh, you the can't, I, can't can't do, I can't do can't that anymore. Do that. Get out of it. That would have been great too. It's a great callback. I, I started falling, and then they said no bumping. Uh, yeah, no, I took a couple classes, and they were great. And then I did one performance so far, and something I've wanted to do for a long time. Like I said, there's a laundry list I have yeah. of things I've wanted to do. Like, like I said, I wanted to do wrestling, and then I knew there was going to be improv coming. Like I knew I could do this to a certain age, and then I could do that after yeah. that. And then there's other things like I wanted to make a movie, and we talked about me doing that. I've wanted to yeah, do improv, wanted to do stand-up. I want to play in a punk show at some point in my life. Uh, so, yeah, there's just lots of things that I have on my to-do list, and I'm slowly checking them off. I could definitely see all that. Stage yeah. Yeah, exactly. All stage-based. Yeah, exactly. Right? All performance-based, right? For sure. Um, how did that first show go? Really good. Really good? Yeah, I was, like, more nervous than I had been. We were talking about nervous peas earlier. Yeah. I took, like, five solid nervous peas before the show. <laughs> well, not even solid. We know nervous peas aren't solid. The first one's okay. And then the other ones, yeah, it's like I'm a 60-year-old man with bad prostate. You know, <laughs> like, nothing's coming out. Dribble out. Yeah. So, but it went really well. I was really, like... Wow, that's I, good, Ben. Yeah. Well, let me ask... Um, as far as first time, yeah. anything can Was go. it, like, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes? Uh, we did... I got five minutes. I think I did about four and a half. A tight five. Yeah, nice. a tight four thirty. Probably yeah. well received. They're like nice. Yeah, I just under. Yeah, exactly. I put the mic down and ran away at the end of the set. So I'm like, I'm interesting. Yeah, some some promoters are really asshole about. It. They're like, I I paying you for five. Oh, yeah. oh really? You got it off. At I thought isn't the normal move when someone like it's does over? Where well, you, you get like, the light? Get... they give you the light or whatever, and you're supposed to do it to your time. So, because another oh. thing too is like, but you fucked up. Well, maybe well, yeah, they fucked up. Another thing <laughs> too is like maybe the MC is like grabbing a drink or something and not expecting you to be off for another thirty seconds, and then there's dead air on the show. Like just weird shit like that. Totally, that makes sense to me. But sense to me. look at this. It sounds like it went well. What the nice. fuck do I know? I don't know anything. Yeah, it was a really great experience. I'd love to do some more. Do that. Sure. I think that's uh, pretty rad. You know, we have many comedians on the show. I'm sure we could. Uh, Oh yeah, I know. chat about something. Awesome. See what's going on. Yeah, there's um, great comedians in the city too. So, dude, this scene in you know the who's city. Not a great comedian, Steve McGowan. Yeah, fuck, fuck Steve, Steve McGowan. McGowan. <laughs> we, we love Steve McGowan. Oh, did you not? Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, this might seem out of context. Without, but uh. Well, I'm just gonna say, fuck Steve McGowan. We're supposed to do an episode. Didn't show. Again, oh yeah, again. again. So Steve McGowan didn't record that one, but still on principle. Fuck you, Steve. Yeah, that's right. Actually, Steve kind of gets a mulligan for that one because we ended up having tech issues. No mulligans. He said he was going to come. That's why. He I'll, didn't. I'll fucking I'll lay him up for the next one. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> I don't know you, Steve, and you seem nice to me from Steve's all the things guy. I've heard. Really no, cool. that's not the movie. <laughs> we, we, lo- we love Steve. Steve's a great guy. Yeah, he's good. But Steve uh, has canceled on us before, okay. and we let it slide, mm-hmm. and then he canceled on us again. And I advised him that there would be repercussions, to which he, <laughs> he, to which he laughed. And we we're like, okay, that's cool. And then for the next 16 weeks, we gathered uh, guests saying, fuck you, Steve McGowan. Oh, People yeah. he's never met. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Like that. Yeah. So, uh, and then we presented said footage edited to him. And, perfect. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to yeah, that was nice. see that. It was that nice. That is nice. That is, that's sweet. You know, it felt like a nice cap it. on what was otherwise yeah. a, an abhorrent behavior. Yeah. Then 
he bailed on yeah. an episode a week ago where we were like, okay, look, we have tech issues. We get it. But, like, you were supposed to be here. So, like, who's yeah. at fault, you know? I thought you meant Tuesday. That was the best. This is my favorite part. I I, I almost want to, like, copy the screenshots and insert them right now into the show. <laughs> but he, in a group chat with three other people, I said, hey, guys, we're doing it this night. This is the time. This is the address. This is everything. You've been here before. Blah, blah, blah. And then... Everyone agreed. Everyone's fine. And then I had one date change that everyone agreed to. And he came back with a week later. Like, like So you did change the date on him? Well, I changed it just by two days, the, the thing. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he came back with a date that was like 10 days. Oh, so he proposed another time. Yeah, he, oh. a, a date that no oh. one proposed. I was going to give him the benefit that, of the doubt for a that's, fucking second. No. Yeah. Big mistake. No, sorry. Huge I take mistake. it back. Don't, don't it does ever. not sound like a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> Perfect. What a great meme. I love that this is still going on. Anyway, so that's well anyway. He comes back with his time. Clearly not at all. No one has at all discussed this time or date. And uh he's he's like, Nice try, nice try. Crazy Thomas already already tried to say that it was it was today. And I was like, It is today, idiot. Like trying (laughs) trying to be like and he's like, No, no, nice try. No, you guys are getting me. I'm like Fuck, and then he wasn't answering my text. That's actually a really yeah. good move. It's a really good it's move. It's a good move to yeah. pretend that someone it's, else is Yeah, like, oh, good for him, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. I like, that. I like to call that uh, a coward's move. But <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Seymour with the hard cam edit to his face. So you can see how much he felt that. It was good. Smart move. That was good. Um, <laughs> anyway. I feel like... We're talking about comedians. Cool. That's what we were, that what we were doing. That's, That's what that I would cool. just we were, Yeah, that makes sense. There's That's, a great yeah, fucking say, scene, though, in, in the city. Uh, man, dude, some of the comics in this fucking city are, are just unreal, totally. dude. Sonny Dollywall, Ivan Decker, mm-hmm. uh, fucking, you know, uh, a lot of the guys that come through the show here, we, we love them. You um, Kevin Banner on the show, didn't Kevin you? Kevin Banner, love fucking, Kevin. we love Kevin. He's the delight. I see you and Kevin uh, chatting online. Yeah, we hang out, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. No big deal. Yeah. Oh, you guys are RL buddies. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No RL buddies. We watched a few pay-per-views nice. together. Kevin oh. Banner's so fucking yeah. good. I like Kevin. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, uh, last time I saw Kevin live, actually, was he was opening for, uh, uh, Oh my god! I'm doing that thing where I, you think hmm. of someone else's name and you know it's wrong. Mm. I know it's it's not Colin Mockery. Jesus, Colin Quinn. Fuck okay, it. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! In my head, because we're talking improv and yeah, shit. No, That's that why I sense. was like, "What's his fucking name?" Um, yeah, I saw him open for Colin Quinn. He was fucking great. I no doubt. So no good. Doubt. Quinn, Colin Quinn's so good too. Agreed. 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 Yeah. He came out his first like two. Colin Quinn's first like three or four minutes was just like. Destroying Kevin was just just roasting. Kevin. Really? Nice. Yeah, no, he was just breaking his balls. He was just like, he's like, yeah, you know, this is a good, uh, this is a good opportunity for a kid like Kevin, you know, opening up for a uh, New York legend like me, you know. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Jesus Christ, it was so good. I, I just like it. Kevin's Kevin's such a good guy, man. He's great. Fuck. Hey, when did you guys become friends? We met actually through when Mick Foley came through town, and Kevin opened up for Mick Foley oh, yeah. that night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking right. So yeah, look at look at Kevin. I know. And his accolades. I know. It's great. Shine his long list. Yeah. Shine his belt buckle right now a little bit more. Why not? (laughs) With my forehead. Uh, Speaking of why would you do that? That seems what? Why would you shine with your forehead? Uh, that, cloth. that is an implied uh, oral sex. Oh, I get it. Uh, yeah. oh, belt buckle yeah. with my forehead. Speaking mm-hmm. of pay per views, uh, yeah. Or was it a pay per view? Was this Kurt Angle thing? Oh, Kurt Angle's return this past weekend. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Now, 
it was. A, you had some thoughts on this. I did off air. I, I did chat about this. Okay, <laughs> I hear this. Okay, so here's my thoughts. Uh, so there was uh, a, was it measles or mumps? Mumps. The mumps. I didn't even know people still got the mumps. I, I thought that I was like, surely their medical program, the WWE, would cover. <laughs> yeah, the our, mumps. Yeah. Anti-vaxxers in there. Yeah, Vince is an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Gives you autism. All right, let's fucking. I don't want any more Eugene's. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah. So big Vinny Mac has a big problem. <laughs> Vince McMahon suddenly realizes that uh, the locker room is riddled with mumps. <laughs> riddled. And uh, he, uh, he, he's in the very pragmatic way he says. is just like, who has it? And he finds out Roman Reigns has it. Now there's a big angle going on right now in the story, in the plot. Is that a where, pun? No. No, this is okay. tr- true life term, my friend. Okay. okay. Let me let me smark you up here. Don't worry. Uh, smart Mart over Ooh. here. Fucking. <laughs> fucking. Uh, shop right. smart. But shop Smart Mart. Smart Mart over here. <laughs> uh, so from what I understand, the angle is uh, the shield is reuniting. And uh, uh, in addition to that, uh, there was also uh, a title match. Or sorry, not a title match. No, sorry. Um what was the other match that the AJ that AJ Styles versus Bray or AJ, it was supposed to be yeah, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt versus Finn Balor and that's then they it. took out yeah and that's Sorry. part of a ongoing storyline as well right with, which has been built up for like two months now at building least. Yeah, right yeah. so a lot of investment in those two things and then suddenly within like uh, a two day notice three day notice yeah, something, something like, like that, that very short short turnaround. Uh, the mumps t- murder those two plots yeah, immediately and you not just wrestle with the mumps if you all have it. Taking What's bumps the with deal? the mumps? Yeah, that sounds like, like a good pay-per-view. It's fine. Maybe that's the move now. Anyway. <laughs> I learned to mump. Does it really? Anyway. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> dude. I used to mump in the dungeon. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, the crazy thing, though, is that they, from, I mean, okay, from a fan perspective, they announce, okay, we're going to have Kurt Angle return. Uh, to 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 replace Roman Reigns in this uh, shield. Re- so it's like a shield reunion. They've been broke up for like three or four years now, right? Yeah. So it's it's been like they haven't officially reunited. They had like one triple power bomb a couple of years ago that like, yeah, the, like one off thing, and then they all went back to fighting or something. But uh, storyline wise, it's just like okay, we have Kurt Angle who hasn't wrestled in like. 10, 12, almost 15 years, something like that. For WWE. For, for WWE, sure, yeah. yes. Yeah. Which is like, so his return to the WWE ring in gear, yeah. in boots, is like a pretty vaunted thing. And, and, and like, for sure, that's huge. Right. You'd, you'd have to even think like reclaiming casual fans would be like, oh, wow, this is like something I want totally, to do. Totally, 100%. Right? 100%. And he's been killing it as like the GM. Yep. So, so it, he's been doing really well for that brand. But uh, then you have him come out. During the pay per view, and he was replacing Roman Reigns. I didn't think they meant like literally. He came out. It was so funny. You see, like Seth Rollins and uh, Dean Ambrose come out in their in their Shield gear, which they have not worn since the reunion. So it's like, oh, cool, a little, yeah. a little nostalgia here, you know. And then Kurt Angle comes out wearing the SWAT gear, and I gotta say, I was I laughed. I was like, what the fuck is this? It looks like he was like their dad, like bringing up, <laughs> like, like 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 we're cosplaying the Shield or something like that. And then uh, he just looked so happy to be back, which is great. He looked um, like a one-off, like bootlegged action figure where they took like one head off one guy and a body from another. Dude, you know who he looked like? Uh, his name eludes me at the moment, but uh, remember when Big Boss Man had that? Uh, 
Bo Buchanan. Bo Buchanan. Totally. That's what he looked like. Wearing... B squared. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like <laughs> he looked like Bo Buchanan wearing the vest. And I was like, I was like, okay, here we go. Bald guy wearing a vest. Yep. It makes sense, right? With just jacked. And uh, anyway, so I thought they did really well protecting him, and obviously because of the neck, they were very yeah. like it wasn't a spot fest or something like that. Well, yeah, you can't have Kurt Angle going out there, especially when he's he's such an integral part of Raw right now. You can't have him going out there and getting hurt, right? Obviously, right? Yeah, can't have him do the neck brace yeah. crutches thing. Oh God, day. yeah, I know. So uh, I thought they did a good job, but like I thought when they announced him returning, it would have been like, yeah, exactly. Get that pop, right? I feel like they kind of robbed us of that a little bit. Yeah. I'm not trying to be too picky. but No, I know the feeling, man. I've had a situation similar to that one time where I was supposed to be in a match and I ended up not being able to fulfill that match or whatever. So I got taken out of it. It was a six-man match. And then so they had another up-and-coming wrestler take my spot in that match. And then he just, he decided to go out and get like a matching haircut that I had. So instead of like, he was asked, hey, would you replace Randy in this match? And instead of just going in and being himself and replacing me that way. literally. Yeah, he took it very literally, <laughs> went and dyed his hair and got a mo- and got like, yeah, got the same haircut as me and went in there and had, yeah, the match was just. As a doppelganger? Yeah, almost. Doppelganger right? like, match? Yeah. Were you waiting in Gorilla? Just doink like, and doink. Yeah. <laughs> waiting in Gorilla just like, hey, uh, what's, uh, what's going on, bro? It's kind of what I was like. I was watching yeah. from like, I wasn't at, even at the show, but when I saw the pictures, I'm like, oh, that's a little too literal, like you said. Yeah. But. <laughs> That is fucked. Like, someone just straight up takes this so literally. Like, yeah. Like, oh, uh, would you mind replacing me? Sure thing. Uh, can you give me your <laughs> Sorry, jacket? I need yeah. up-to-date photos. Like, yeah. Okay, <laughs> like, wait, sure. Like, whatever. Yeah, not literally. Yeah, fuck. what's your facial hair looking like? <laughs> Jesus. How are you feeling today? Yeah, are I you circumcised? That. Yeah. <laughs> what's your energy level like? Yeah. Yeah. I need a couple weeks to prepare. Totally. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be kind of... I kind of respect that though on some weird level. Um, yeah, like, just kind of getting right. You're like, okay, I can see you, you misinterpreted, but you went after it. Totally, 100. <laughs> and also, like, there's nothing better than being forced. To, there's no better way to be forced to do something new than that. You sure, know what yeah. I mean? Because you're not going to do the same yeah. thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the same so, sticks. Yeah, so you're like, okay, cool. I'm coming back with something different. <laughs> That would open up a new angle. You come back, you're like, look, you can't just take my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I said you could replace me. Temporarily, yeah. This is yeah. one day thing, okay? Yeah, he like exactly. calls into your job. Yeah, I need hey, the man. keys back too. I don't know why I gave them to you. Yeah, he's really great. Get <laughs> yeah. my house key back. Yeah. Enough getting my mom to do your laundry. That's just weird. Exactly. <laughs> She's really busy. It's <laughs> fucking good. I like that. Well, yeah, like you know, I, I guess I guess what I mean is like uh, I feel like we talk a lot of wrestling, which is good. I didn't I didn't really anticipate that. I, I knew I thought we were just gonna you go wherever. We just go with the fuck, right? Yeah, totally. All right. I'm game. I'm game with that. Should I just throw you a, a soft, uh, soft, medium, hard ball? Yeah, sure. Okay. These always worry me, by the way. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I give C Martin no prep or anything. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we're going. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Uh, we're thinking Suez Canal Crisis in 1967. Oh, You're like, Jesus. <laughs> okay, <settled in> <laughs> Realize um, I can't remember the number 15. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk a little Canadiana for a minute because okay. uh, Gord Downey passed this past week and uh, John Dunsworth, the man who played Mr. Leahy in oh, Trailer, yeah, yeah. Trailer Park Boys. Did you, wa- you watch Trailer Park totally Boys? Totally did, yeah. yeah. Um, my, uh, my little brother opened up for him and Randy in their live show oh, cool, yeah. uh, a couple of years ago and that was like like this 
teardown party, like insane, insane, like super slobber knocker. I have no doubt. I have no just doubt. Just insane. Because they're just like, let's do shots, Rand, Band, Randy Bo Bandy. Like just That's insane, right? so great. Such um, blurry lines. Yeah. He was just such a great, great actor, though. You know? For sure. Uh, John Dunsworth is, uh, he was such an integral part of that show. I'm really curious what the fuck they're going to do. I had actually reached out, call. reached out to the their management because they're they're coming out here. Uh, the boys are coming out here in uh, November, late November. Oh shit! Yeah, so I'm trying to see what happens. Yeah, Giants. You get Julian in your seat. Maybe. That'd be amazing. Ooh, <laughs> like that. that'd be kind of cool. Be fucking hilarious. It'd be great. But I'm I'm curious, like how the dynamic of the show is going to work now. For sure, he was very integral and very a big yeah. part of that show. So, like they lost Lucy to the uh, the fallout from the oh yeah the you know the Gomeshi thing or whatever and then uh, the the death of Mr. Leahy is like I don't know he's like this perfect villain like anti-villain almost kind of like exactly yeah he's so much it's funny how similar he is to their characters but still is the opposite of them you know what I mean and still like they're especially in the earlier seasons when you're just learning that and and you find out like they're like 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 Ricky will wake up like and be like, "Fuck's going on, Lee? Fucking leave me alone, bud." And then, just, <laughs> and then uh, he's like, "Rick, you fucked up. Ten dollar bags." And he's like, I, "He's like twelve. It's like, you know, my prices are twelve dollars a gram. Twelve dollars a gram. I don't want to pay twelve dollars a gram, Rick." It's like, 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 oh, they're buying weed too. Like, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, but there's no content. It's not like they are. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, but you know, I don't want to pay that. And you're like, oh, so you guys are cops, but you still are. Exactly. Like, it's so messed up. Yeah. I like that shit. I, do you have like a favorite uh, Leahy moment? Jeez, oh, that's a good question. Oh. What was it? Wasn't there like the. I've been watching forever. Like, the, wasn't there like a. What the fire? The fire. Wasn't there a fire? Yeah, okay. His he, propane, propane. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he did. De- so I feel like you have a near encyclopedic lot, uh, knowledge of the show. I'll I, take that. I'm glad. I, I'm a, yeah, pretty near aficionado, I would Ooh. say. But, but I fucking love the way he sings that propane song because he comes up just, just obliterated. And, and he comes up with a hockey stick with a propane tank on one end and a propane tank on the other end. And he's carrying it like like uh, crucifix Yeah, style. like Jesus. Yeah. And he walks up to uh, Bubbles and <laughs> he's trying to get the propane tank filled. Because they, they had stolen a propane yes. tank, and they were trying to sell it off by piecemeal, essentially. And uh, he, he sings this song where he's just like, propane, propane, oh, yeah. propane, 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 propane. <laughs> the <bubble> starts harmonizing. <laughs> and it's just this weird improv thing where you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Totally. I just, I, it was just brilliant. I think my, my favorite scene probably is uh, in the, uh, the Christmas special, which is a prequel. To all their okay. Have you ever watched the Christmas? Yeah, I special? think I have. Yeah, but way back, he uh, he has a giant mustache in it. Cause, <laughs> cause he, it's like way back, and uh, he's uh, he's being dragged out of the church after Barb, his wife, leaves him. That's like that's like shows all that divorce happening and all that. And he's being dragged out of the church, and uh, she's like, "Jim Leahy, I never want to see you again." And he's being dragged out backwards, dressed as a drunk Santa with a shopping bag beard. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's being dragged out, and he's like, "You got it, Pontiac, <gasps> Pontiac." I have no like, I don't know, just the silliness. Of that, that is really good. I, I love it. I'm a big fucking fan. Of that. I think it's good. 
No, it yeah, was a dude. big major blows this this week for Canada. Dude, for yeah, sure. and then like just a couple days later, Gord Downey, and uh, I mean, I feel like this is actually I'm hearing this a lot. People are like, "Hey, I wasn't really into Gord. I, I wasn't really into Tragically Hip." Yeah, but you know, it's like you got to respect the the guy for, for his his work and his, like on and off stage. But I think for me, the way I equated his career has always been like. Like the seasons, like, like summer. Everyone loves summer. I'm I'm an autumn guy myself. I really love autumn. But uh, you're in luck. Yeah, right now it's a good time, right? But if I told you that like spring wasn't coming, we were just gonna go winter, summer, no spring. You'd be like, what? And that's kind of how I've always felt about the tragically hip. Is where like they've just been this long-standing ever-present season yeah. like they're always it's like oh yeah they're around they're, they're just, always there yeah it's just this kind of thing that always exists you know and it's just part of canadian culture in the last you know 30 years plus where you just have always it's just like yeah like everyone knows tragically everyone knows gord downey like maybe you don't listen to them but you know a few of their singles 100 percent. yeah it's very i don't know strange and yeah, it was, it was like he was also like I was not a huge fan, but like he was definitely ours. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's the thing that he feels like uh, lots of people find their fame and then they run away. Exactly, you know that's I mean? it. But he definitely always wanted to be part of Canada. He was he just wrote about Canadian. Yeah, like you know what, Seymour? Can you pull this up real quick? I was watching this the other day. It was so intense to watch. There's footage of uh, just type in tragically hip last show of Toronto. So it was the second last show of their their tour, their final like farewell tour, and. Uh, Where's the? It's the. Let's see. Is okay. it? It's you know what? What am I? It's the third one. There. It says that last night, last song, last scream. So this is a song they have, called called this. I'm pretty sure that's what the name of the song is. I don't. know. That's how little I know about the discography. Fair enough. But uh, is the Cam watching this right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you see how he's dressed. People that are just listening. He's wearing his uh, purple fedora and, and white tee and uh, looks like blue jeans or something. White jeans. Um, He's uh, there's the part of this last song, and you're watching visually right now, is he screams no, and so the context of the song, from what I understand, is that it's it's no, like there's hope for another time, but you're just not happy with the situation, right? But he's literally screaming no here as you watch this, and as a performer, you have to imagine it's actually like slipping away from him a little bit. It's being taken from him. It sucks. You can see the actual, like you, you can see the raw emotion in this, and he's performing, but he knows he has to continue it. And it's so, it's people use the word gut wrenching, and they don't really, really describe something like this. But look at that, man! Visually, if you're watching this right now on the YouTube, or, or if I've clipped this out, maybe. But if you watch this, you're seeing Gord Downey deliver a part of him his essence into this performance and he's leaving it all out there. You know, it's just, I don't know. That's just powerful. I watched this the day they, they announced he passed away and I, I was, I was very thoroughly blown away by this. That's the moment we all as entertainers can strive for. You know what I mean? It's a moment like that where you can give so much of yourself. You get a chance. And be that pure yeah. and raw and truthful on stage. Right. But yeah. it's, it's a once in a lifetime moment. He had mm-hmm. such a huge career and it took till the, to the end from moments like that, you know what I mean? To show yeah, it, it, and you know, you rarely are afforded the opportunity and I, I'm, I'm trying to word that correctly, but the opportunity to leave 
in a time frame that you determine, essentially. Mm-hmm. I, I get that he's it's being robbed from him, and that, that's totally not what I mean. But, but the the idea that like he had he had a very finite amount of time. He knew yeah. that he could perform still and he'd still have his faculties. And I was I was hearing that like he could barely even walk on oh. some days. They had to like really help him around to even get up on stage. So him out there is like yeah. on fumes, which is even more insane. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. just like essence, right? The Ooh, essence of a man. Pure essence. Yeah, yeah really, uh, really powerful stuff, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. But again, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what entertaining is all about is being that powerful and being able to touch people to that degree. It's such right? a powerful thing, right? Yeah. It's why, you know, in any kind of performance, any kind of background, you're always just constantly striving to like do the best you can because you never know how it affects people that's it that's you ne- it you never know how it the ramifications of that show really ripple out you never really know no I, we I, yeah like we, I, I don't know like I, I always i always tell i always tell artists i work with in production and i always tell them i'm like i'm like you know what say i don't know just for round numbers sake say uh you put out a song it has 100 downloads and a thousand streams or something like that and you're like, and they're like, damn, I wanted to do 10,000 and I wanted to do this. It's like, well, dude, once it's downloaded, you have no idea where it's going. Like maybe they go to work every day and they play it for 3,500 people through a restaurant that come through or so something true, like that. Yeah. Or like maybe, uh, you know, there's like infinite possibilities like that. Yeah. I always tell them like, you never know. Or you might just be something on one day and someone hears it and they go and create the next thriller or something like exactly. that or whatever. Like you have no idea how it, it affects people. And Stuff like that performance we were just watching, it that stuff sticks with me in that way. It really resonates with me because I'm I'm thinking like I'm like that's what we should all be wanting to do. That level of impact where you, sure. you impact someone beyond the cycle of just album promo, album promo. You know, it's, or, or, it's yes. more than just a number. I don't. That's I don't, right. I don't care about the the zeros. I care about the one at the beginning of that number. Yeah. You know what I mean? I care yeah. about the one person that it affects. With the Weirdo Hero movie, I just hoped that one person. And it was not necessarily what everyone in the production team wanted because they wanted to make their money back. They wanted as many people Pretty to see it as possible. Yeah. <laughs> totally understandable. One of those situations where you're like, Theo, maybe that's a little extreme. Yeah. But I just honestly, if it could help one person feel that they weren't so alone, that's mm. all I was looking such for. Such a cool concept, too, in that film. You guys had, yeah, it's such a cool concept with the, the animation. Yeah. The, the, I don't know if you really, like, I'm not familiar Oh, maybe I'll, we've discussed. I'll let Theo. Uh, maybe sure, it was a uh, it was a short film that I made about uh, depression and kind of entertainers' depression okay. and how we're always kind of trying to look, or lots of people are looking for some way to kind of fill a void, and we, they assume that we can fill it with these different things. It was based around a wrestler who thought that once he wins the championship, he's going to fill that void in his heart, mm-hmm. and then he wins the championship, and he still spoiler, has a spoiler. 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 Oh, allegedly, 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 allegedly. 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 <laughs> yeah, and then he's still depressed at, after that. So okay. it's kind of that story. And how can people watch that cool. if they're? It's on. It's on the U of Tube. Nice. U of Tube. Yeah, yeah. It's in like five parts. It's on I your believe. Tube. Your Your Tube. It can be. Can we you... throw that on for a second? Sure. Just throw that on. Weirdo hero. The weirdo hero. So yeah, that's and like again, it's like I don't know numbers. People get so bent out of shape about numbers, and I, I, I to tell you the truth, I really don't like them. I don't like numbers at all. I don't care about how many people, like how much money you made last year. I don't care what year your car is. I don't care how many people you've slept with. You have a you have a cool attitude about this stuff. Oh, here's the, uh, here's the. That's me. That's my stupid face right there. Look at you're a sharp looking fella. Yeah, not too shabby. That's a lot of makeup. <laughs> That's a, you, you look really glammed out. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
I'm prettiest at my most glamorous. But yeah, I don't like I said, I don't I don't care about all those things that like people judge themselves by these numbers. It's kind of meta. It's on YouTube, on YouTube, on yeah. display. Yeah. Refolds. <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. That's actually really funny. Yeah. I actually kind of got it confused because I saw the, the timeline. I'm like, well, what's going on down here? That'd be great if next time someone asks you about this, you're like, oh, like, like, where can I watch it? You're like, well, you can watch parts of it on Intergalactic. That's what I'll do. I'll send them your way. As they watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to watch people watching it? That's the best way to yeah. take it yeah. in. Yeah. Ideal. We've tried. Yeah, we've the tried meta. all different ways. Yeah. Ideally, that's the way to watch yeah. it. Focus group came back with that way. <laughs> uh, I, I think you're fucking great. Oh, thank you. you. You're awesome, man. And this is exactly what we needed tonight. Big time. We needed to hang and laugh. And Assuming it records. Cool. It well, did. Okay. It did. Either way. It did. Oh, it did. my God. It did. <laughs> I seriously just had a heart murmur. I yeah, I can see that. The vein in his I forehead. Know. I hope the camera was on him <laughs> at the time. Don't you dare like, fucking do no. said it. You said it. Yeah, but like you said, in the, in the very least, we got to hang out and chat. Man. Exactly, that's, that's all I fucking want, bro. It's all that matters, right? We're just trying to Maybe make that's these a new connections. Show. No recording, we just hang out. Just hang out. chat under the guise of people getting recorded. Yeah, we still have the microphones out. Yeah, oh yeah, no, this all is the same stuff. We just don't ever do anything with we, it. We can call it the Mumpcast. Oh yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Would uh, you uh, do? Uh, someone said he's willing to fight. He's got the mumps though. Mm. Yeah, would your you opponent, fight? Would you be like, I'll oh, wait, fight him. Who is it? Who is it? Are we talking? Are we talking about like a big name? Or are we talking about like a big enough name? A, a big enough name. A big, right, so a big enough name. Yeah, a worthy name. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're already in an angle with, uh, let's say, uh, okay, let, let's say uh, you were uh, Finn Balor's place and you were about to, uh, you had a match coming up with uh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I would definitely. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know whether it was so much the guys not wanting to wrestle them as much as them being like, I can't get out of I bed. I think that's the actual thing. <laughs> but, but, but what the I wrestled them, yeah. The guy's like, no, I'm doing it. You're like, I don't know if I want the mumps right now. Yeah, I, I take it. I, I do it. <laughs> that's so, that's so brilliant. That Imagine him, Bray Wyatt musters the fucking strength out of the It's just just. Pissing and shitting, sweating, sweating, yeah, sweating, sweating exactly. so much. Just, he's so more than that. normal. He, he laces up that last str- last lace, and he's just like, he's like, okay, I'm ready. And then they're like, uh, we just got word that uh, Randy Myers isn't uh, down. And they're just like, like, he's just not feeling it. Like, yeah, he's like, you know what? He's not really feeling the finish. And uh, <laughs> you're like, what? He's just sweating buckets. His mother-in-law's in town next weekend. He really wants to be there for her. Yeah. He's what like, if the oh, finish- and uh, he mentioned he doesn't want to catch the mumps. <laughs> <laughs> what if the finish? is you cure him of the mumps. Oh, that's good. So you get like a vaccine finish. Like it's a big thing. You actually pull out syringes and you like cure them. See that I See, like. That, that's how, you know what's <laughs> fucked up? That is how meta wrestling is. That there will be a vaxxer <laughs> character. That'd be great. And they'd be like, I they heard it on this under. podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I can uh, Bruce Pritchard my way into it. I'd be like, I booked that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I booked that shit. Retroactively booked it. Uh, my friend, how can people follow you if they're so oh, inclined? Oh, jeez. If they want to follow me, they can follow me. Uh, I guess don't follow me on Twitter. I don't ever put anything up there. And I, I have a very. I thought about leaving Twitter today. For the and you know what? Time. I I, I, I <laughs> consider that I have. I consider that I have. And like uh, this is my stance on Twitter. I'll get this off. It's slightly my slightly political. But I figure if that's how like the orange face dude wants to communicate, he won't communicate like a human being. So why would I communicate how he wants me to yeah, communicate? Yep. I don't know. That's it's fair just, enough. It seems like a bunch of snarky. Fucking I've got idiots. nothing positive out of my entire Oops. life from it. Ever. Ever. Like, can, can somebody please point out something positive that has come to them from that? I've had a few people that communicate me with on other social uh, media communicate with me on there. And I'm always, I'm always like, 
oh, that's nice. But it's always a surprise because I'm like, Twitter's just... I mean, yeah, some people's platforms are that person's platforms. If you're a person to have a platform... Yeah. Oh, you know if you I mean? hate, like, if you love Twitter, you can definitely tweet me at Ravenous yeah. Randy on Twitter and tell me all the great reasons why I should be loving it. I sure, would totally yeah. appreciate that. Plug away. Uh, then I'm also Randy Myers on Facebook, or you can find me at Weirdo Hero on Instagram, and I post pictures of um, yams and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, like cooking stuff. No, I don't ever oh, post okay, pictures no. of food. Oh. Actually, <laughs> That's I was like, oh, interesting. Like, yeah, like, like lacquers and yeah, stuff, like high quality yams. High like, quality yeah. yam. Yeah, <laughs> all yam all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a top. Uh, and you can follow me. I'm definitely I'm doing wrestling stuff, local wrestling stuff around Vancouver. I'm part of Defy Wrestling shows. down in Washington. I've got a show this Thursday for Defy Wrestling oh, nice. down in Washington. Then Saturday, I'm at DOA Dude. Championship Wrestling, which is in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Nice. You want to shout anyone out? Who do I want to shout out? Anyone? Who's you? You wrestling? You want to talk some smack? Do yeah. I want to talk smack about them? You I don't know. Like no, your match. Like, oh yeah. Uh, well, like. No, you know what? These guys—they uh, didn't—they sh- didn't toss me out. They didn't oh, okay. shout out me. Fair enough. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, there's a, I think it's Sammy <laughs> Sammy Guevara. I'm wrestling Sammy Guevara at um Dio or at Defy on Thursday. He's a big up and coming star. I think he's definitely got a big future ahead of I'm him. About to get his ass beat. Yeah, and he's about to. I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm excited to get oh, okay. in the ring and tussle with him. Okay, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and then Saturday, I'm in a tag team match. It's me and the Warlord of Weird Kazarni versus. D- D- Drexel, uh, Derek Drexel, and Dr. Luther, my former tag team yeah, partner. So right. that should be Grudge a match. That should be a really fun match, dude. So that's a DOA in Portland. So if you've got nothing to do, drive down to Portland. And if you've got really nothing to do, you should drive me down to Portland. So I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Also, need a ride. Yeah, exactly. Please. Dude, that's fucking rad. I'm so happy to see you doing well, man. Thank that's you so good. much. Uh, and also check out the Radical at yeah. the Radical Van. On all social media platforms, and they're doing shows constantly. We're always kind of nice. pushing that. Greg just high five the uh, air. Oh, perfect! Yeah, of <laughs> yeah. course, Greg. I've got your back. Don't worry. Uh, we uh, we love you, man. We love the radical. We love uh, you. everything you do, bro. Honestly, you're so welcome back anytime. Appreciate. I, it. I love it. Not, it was super fun. I hope it's not a few goddamn years. Yeah, no, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, if it can be. Yeah. <laughs> So if we're still in like the the ones or the early twos, that'd be great. You know? Yep, yeah. ones yeah. of the early twos. Ones in the early twos. No, I'll be yeah. back on right quick. I'm Excellent. Sure. That'd be awesome. uh, I got all sorts of crap I want to talk about. Dude, anytime you want, man. Yeah. Especially, hey, that's even better. You just hit me up and say, hey, okay. you, you want to do this? For sure. Fuck yeah, anytime. Yeah, I, can, you you know, just, I got all sorts of ridiculous Especially if you're getting into the comedy. Nah, 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 nah. Um, Chris, I just want a place where people can hear me. Where, I want a place where I can gripe about the internet that's not the internet mm. or a street corner. I feel like you just read my mind. I'm like, why am I here? Oh, yeah. I'm contributing to this fucking nonsense. Yeah. Uh, Chris Martin. It's been a while, but uh, is there any possible chance there's a way to follow you online, sir? I wouldn't. Good. And here we are. <laughs> moving on. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're so inclined, we'd love it if you'd go ahead and subscribe to us. We're available Do on intergalacticinterviews.com, all of our past episodes. Oh, this was episode 149. And uh, I'm so happy to say this. Uh, we're coming up on a milestone, which is really great. And it's great episodes like this that have got us to this place. And we're super happy. And thank you for being very patient with us the last few weeks while we've dealt with tech issues. Should we do the ad? If uh, you're so... Oh, we didn't do an ad. <laughs> do an ad? Let's do an ad real quick. Sweet. I'll just finish this up, though. If you're, but if you're, if you're interested in uh, subscribing to us, we'd really appreciate it. Please uh, go ahead and check out our podcast. We're available on iTunes and YouTube and Stitcher and 
so many other places. I can't okay. even begin to get into it. Podcast alleys of corners and avenues. I don't, I don't care. But oh, it's, perfect. But uh, you'll love it. We love it. And we're the only ones out there. Search us, Intergalactic Interviews. And if you love us, leave us a review because that does more for us than anything out there. We really appreciate it. So that being said, you might want to browse on over to Float House. That's how long it's been three weeks. Oh, yeah. I forgot to do the goddamn road. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, big shout-out to uh, Mike Zaremba right now, actually, at Float House, because I'm pretty sure he's having a baby oh, nice. right now. Nice. Yeah. I think it's Zeus Day today. Oh. He was on our show a couple oh, weeks yeah. ago, and we asked him to tell us what he thought his, his baby would be. He's like, he's like, if it's a boy, think about naming him Zeus. Oh, wow. <laughs> Zeus Zaremba. Powerful god Powerful. name. Jeez. Powerful name. It's a powerful name. Zeus Zaremba. So I, I really hope right now. He's cradling a baby and it's healthy, but if you know, if it was a boy named Zeus, I wouldn't be mad at that either. I'd be, be happy with that. Um, if you guys want to go to floathouse.ca, go ahead and check it out. Use our podcast promo code IIPodcast. Get yourself 20% off your next float. Super good deal. Super good way to spend your time. It's a great way to relax and be tranquil. And uh, one of the best parts about the float house is the staff and the knowledgeable people that are coming in and out. You're able to really interact with some really, really great people. And one of the my favorite part, actually, honestly, is just it's like a spa for your mind. You totally unwind and relax, and it's super cool. It's really nice, really, uh, I don't know, peaceful is the best way to talk about it. It's so, so different to be able to travel internally in order to affect yourself externally. It's really nice. It's where it all starts, people. Inside so our brains. Yeah, I really can't recommend it enough. Um, go ahead and check out floathouse.ca and use our podcast promo code IIPodcast. For 20% off your next float. Oh, shit. Damn. And that's that. That's the show, folks. That's we really, awesome. We really appreciate you guys watching, listening, sticking with us. Thank you so much for your patience the next few weeks. Feel your goddamn legend. Thank you so much, sir. Super we love fun. you, bro. Uh, Chris Martin, take us out. See you soon. <laughs> Super fun. Thank you, guys.